This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. So I'm just taking out the compost, the uh, kitchen trimmings, vegetable peels and stuff, shells of fruit. We've sneaked past the gates. Someone has left the gates open. And uh, we find ourselves on a path into the unknown. And thus is our topic we have achieved. I feel like I've, I've talked about this. I talked about this um, elsewhere recently. Asking, well, what is it that motivates us to get out and to do what we do that there's something uh, on the horizon that is uh, beckoning I just did an episode talking about home and so this would be sort of elsewhere what is it, the curiosity that that draws us uh, out in a way, <clears throat> uh, even even say to space. You know, our imagination is fully set there, and we have these constant invitations and the, the potential of worlds uh, beyond our own, even in our own solar system. Uh, I think right now it's Titan and Io. I think uh, one is a moon of Saturn, and then there's a moon of Jupiter that have water, liquid water. And those are the two places to go, uh, even if uh, just for, say, you know, to have uh, scientists out there checking out these places, uh, kind of outposts for humanity, Earth outposts. Why? Uh, because water is such a you know, big part of our existence. We require it. We can do things with it. Uh, you know, stick uh, some electricity in some water and you get hydrogen for fuel and oxygen to breathe. And, and we are mostly water, I have been led to believe. It's got to be the hard wiring. It's got to be the the basic building blocks, you know, of, of our impulses, of our drives. Just that we are on the lookout. We are on the lookout for resources, uh, you know, from prehistoric times. We have our settlement. And we know that times can get hard, that, say, uh, disease can hit whatever sustenance. So if it's, if it's agriculture, there can be a blight, and uh, diseases can wipe out herds, 
or say, you know, the animals that we are hunting, the fish even, and that they will come back, but that there can be, uh, there can be times when, when things are not um, full, yes. Stomachs. Stomachs will not be full. Yeah, so we're on the lookout. Also, too, for opportunities in the economic sense, opportunities in the uh, relationship sense. Curiosity? For some... For some, it's, it's fully about the imagination. But I'm also thinking of, say, that there's a part of ourselves, a part of our imagination that is a kind of question mark. It's like the, the mystery box. You're never supposed to open it. And, and yet, and, you know, and yet we do, uh, we do want to go there. Traveling a bit, as I have, it, there's also the experience of say, you, you get to you get to know more than just the surface. You know the travel brochure. You get in depth. There's the. The disappointment of finding that it's it's a place. It has as much equal value to the place that you are from. And then the contrast of of the differences. Well, no, it's not the same. You know, there there are places. There are people that are different. So it's this, this the juxtaposition. It's the, the the combination of similarity and difference. Also, too, uh, say my experience with Korea is just going deeper and deeper, <clears throat> and uh, also uh, feeling a kind of fear that it was going to swallow me up. This entire history, and two. South, it's South Korea, uh, but it has this connection, these deep roots to areas around it. It has roots into China and Japan. Um, and that's not, say, considering uh, belief systems. And then that's not considering the the fads, the fads and feuds that every generation has. Um, in writing, there seems to be that curiosity as well. Uh, invitation. But also this threat, this danger of going within 
and encountering that place within us ourselves. And, and I keep coming back to this, this notion of, oh, well, it's po- it is possible to write and not, not to be looking at it like a kind of vacation. Uh, right now it feels sort of like a teeter-totter with this uh, seesaw of uh, going, going back and forth between these two worlds, the world within and the world outside. And at times being so uh, preoccupied with the imagination that it's taking up so much. And then finding myself pulled out into uh, conversations with people who are living uh, outside. And they're fully preoccupied. Currently, I have... I've nearly detached myself from from the news and it seeps in. Uh, I used to watch a late night talk show and I've managed to cut the cord of television, cable vision, uh, but I'm still... Uh, stuck with, in, with streaming shows and things like that. But uh, for me, there's this notion of real. Like, say, what is real? Like, say, right now, I'm walking uh, on this street. It's a summer morning. Uh, it's interesting walking by a tree and a bunch of moss has fallen off and it uh, oh that's interesting now I'm coming to the second tree and there's uh, clumps of moss that have fallen off small bits and another tree I'm sort of wondering yesterday was it uh, was it really windy or something Oh, there is, um, I just noticed some branches that uh, were cut off these trees. So perhaps that's what's going on. That the, the city prunes the trees. Yeah, another one. It's all, what's going on? <laughs> Why is the moss? falling off and it sort of looks like it sort of looks like kind of a, an explosion that the moss has uh, fallen away from this tree like sort of pushing itself out maybe it's a way that it sort of 
furthers itself and gets itself out there. One story that I found interesting of Korea that has to do with um, the imagination and with, with it had to do with imagination, it had to do with identity and the threat to identity in, in this sort of natural, uh, national sense that, and, th- and this has to do with Korea, so we're going back a hundred plus years, probably more, two hundred maybe, and uh, the church reached Korea. And so the Catholic Church was in Korea, and it uh, was making headway. But the response uh, from the response from the emperor, I believe at the time, was an emperor, from the uh, upper class nobility, was that this was a threat and that they were viewing the church, perhaps because of all of its successes and confidence in that sense, that they were viewing the Catholic Church as this threat to sovereignty. You know, and sort of when you tally it all up. Uh, plus two, I'm, I'm sure that, say, the, you know, the Buddhists and the... There's an, also a... I believe there's a nature religion. Uh, if you just think of, you know, China, Japan, it's, it's somewhere in between, figuratively and literally. And, and so um, threatened by, the, by this foreign power that the, the emissaries and missionaries from, from Europe, or from Rome, were executed. I remember visiting the, this place. I think it's, uh, if memory serves correctly, it's on the San River, uh, near Seoul, in Seoul. And, yeah, and they were executed. And it was something like that the the river ran red with their blood and uh, a, a big deal was made of this. The, the difficulty in, in the analysis was that this, this rejection of culture was also a rejection of ultimately of uh, technology, of technology, culture, a, th- a threat to the notion of, of this you know, national identity. And, um, it's, a, it's a potent, it's a potent pill, it's a potent, uh, a potency. And I think that in it, it's this notion of because of course, you know, say anybody who knows anything about our religion and the, the way they work, 
is is they're offering this you know deal you know sign up oh what does it cost 10 percent i don't want to pay 10 percent uh Ultimately, this 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 uh, was a price to pay, because the other powers at that time that on either side, which would be China and Japan, that they were they they were adopting. They were adopting the technology. They were adopting the. I want to say something like, say, the cosmopolitan flavor. Uh, sending, sending people out and uh, adopting European, uh, Western European uh, connections, ways of doing things. Um, business uh, networking. So, so while Korea had retreated, you know, and sort of building up defenses, here's uh, China and Japan, who are uh, having a kind of build up. And uh, that that led to um, Korea's uh, difficulty with, especially with Japan. And two, I'm I'm generalizing. I'm, yeah. So it's 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 not just about you know say sending people out. It's not just about being one of those people who are going out. Uh, this invitation, but it's about it's also about this uh, keeping one's identity, keeping one's national heritage. Um, I'm just thinking of Japan now with their national treasures, and uh, say that you can go about Japan, and then there's people who are paid by the government to continue doing what they do. Uh, traditional forms of uh, art and culture uh, expressions in order to preserve a living tradition. Uh, even in Vancouver where I am, there's this desperation to um, cement identity that this, you know, hun this hundred years that the city has existed, uh, find finding ways to make sure that people are aware of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds. Um, of course, you know, of course time will do its thing. And it's hard to say what shape, right away, my imagination, my part of me is responding to this and going, you know, 
I know what's going to happen. And <laughs> uh, two, there's this sort of this bridging uh, that happens within a culture that say, you know, people will go out and they will uh, explore, say, consciousness, for example. They will head out and they will do do things. I'm thinking of the artists, the artisans, the the thinkers, the philosophers. Uh, the scholars. And that there are, there are folks that are willing to, to go out there and open themselves. Uh, so they haven't left where they are. But they end up creating... It's like a transformative act that uh, doesn't require you to, to leave home. I think that books are in a way that they do that. They encourage. And yet at the same time, they encourage and they inform, but at the same time they are uh, stuck. Physically you're in the same place. You may be taking a flight on an airplane. You know those new electric airplanes. <laughs> Without without the CO two emissions, but you're you're on the airplane uh, reading a book, and yet you're transported. You're uh, in your imagination. You've gone somewhere else, and you've done this this thing, and and that's marvelous. You know to to be able to spend that time uh, doing that. So yeah, to take that journey. And it, it's a nice option. Like we have we have the, the two worlds that we can travel in. We've got the inner world and then we've got this outer world. We can have a vacation in both. Is it different? I, I can remember being transported by Tolkien think that that was for me the that was the big sort of moment of oh my gosh how do I do this how do I get involved with this how is this done and so eventually it, it being a slow process um, it just being personal and then it turns into you know well wait a second can I actually do this and and uh as a, as an occupation, that would be a great way to uh, relabel or label oneself, and say, uh, I, I'm a I'm a tour guide, right? That that's that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm taking people to the imagination, the imaginary world, and then getting them back safely. Hopefully, we get a five star rating. Four stars is good. (laughs) 
Okay, alright, so, uh, why go, why go do this thing, within or without? Um, I, f- I found myself going back to, to Korea with, uh, you know, the Emperor's decree, we're going to cut ourselves off from these, this influence, from this European influence that is trying to get a foothold I think it also too that it even it, it probably wasn't an easy decision that there were people who were sold on the idea and looked at it and went wait a second look at everything they have they're showing us all this stuff this you know they have technology etc cetera, etc cetera. you know yeah there's going to be this religious influence that is going to uh, uh, you know affect things sort of that say there probably were people who were sold on this notion or even say just curious like you know oh tell me more show me more even getting aboard one of the european ships just to you know to see right the, the this contrast with the ships that uh, the Koreans were using at that time. I like to think that it kind of reached this this balance of... And, and one thought I have is, is of glass. And I'm not sure if... I'm sh- certainly glass had reached, like, and also the technology of glass had reached uh, had reached Asia. Because I remember reading up about that, that that was one thing that differentiated. So yeah. So at what at what point? What is the tipping point? I think it can run away with uh, that. Say somebody could be carried off by it. I am not a person who got carried off by my experience uh, in Korea, Asia. That I went there, I experienced it, and then it was it was time to leave. It was, it was also, for me, it was also, um, l- learning about, say, differences in the work environment, such as, uh, Confucianism. Uh, very subtle, very in the background. But, but there's a, a different philosophy at work. And two, not a great show is made of it, but it's just these sort of different differences in work ethic and, and how things are done. It's subtle, very subtle. Just trying to think of... to go... It's, 
it, I think it, and two, it has to do with the person that say there's this motivation. Just saw some mushrooms, summertime mushrooms, uh, growing uh, by a tree. So yeah, so it's the it's the individual, and that we each have our own motivations of what's important to us. It's going to be the person who is unsatisfied, who who leaves and goes out and travels, uh, possibly coming back with these stories. Uh, these uh, tales of adventure, strange places, uh, weird people doing interesting things. It's also led to a lot of uh, a sharing of information and uh, industry. I'm just thinking, even say, of the potato. And learning that, you know, the potato is from South America. I keep returning to the potato. It's much has been made of the potato. But say, you know, it's not traditional food. And, and yet it, it sort of has become such... And, and people, you know, look at, say, French fries and go, you know, that that, that is something known to them and that, that they possess that. And, and then if you say, you know, it's like, well, it's uh, South American, you might get really specific about the origin. That doesn't matter, right? It's theirs. They're having this experience and they're having that experience in the place where they exist. And... You know, their grandparents had French fries, their parents had French fries, and they have French fries. That unto itself is is a tradition. I think there's something about uh, artificiality involved. Um, There's the word simulacrum, where there's this imitation that becomes its that becomes a real thing and now just go to a local artist I know uh, Quinn Martins and in a sense there's a sim uh, there's what is it simulacrity uh, uh, he is a simulacrum he Im- he's imitating He's imitating other artists. He's uh, taking influences and then becoming something new. But, but you know, he, he's he's wearing the the guise, the clothing of artists, sort of uh, navigating them to the point that he that he is identified as one, and people say. Oh yes, Quinn Martins, the artist. The artist formerly known as Quinn Martins.
myself as well. It, it, you know, I, I existed for a long time in this kind of limbo. I marvel at, at these writers who, in their 20s, sometimes even before, who are sending out stuff, getting accepted, and continuing and, and building up this portfolio. Uh, that said, there are uh, a lot of authors who, uh, later on, they begin, and two, they might be a one-hit wonder, and that's enough, apparently. I think, too, it has to do with drive, drive, purpose, um, to, to be that thing, to be known, to be read. I think it was Dorothy L. Sayers said that she hated writing, but she loved to be read. And... I had I had my first experience of being read, and I was not <laughs> I was not in love with it. Uh, and to the, let's see, I think my experience of being read uh, really started in creative writing classes. So I'm I'm studying writing, and I'm getting this criticism and feedback that is slowly tightening and transforming you know, how I'm doing things for my audience. And there's a... There's a sense, like, say, getting feedback from people. For, say, for me, I don't, want, I don't want to hear about it, really, because it's... It's their experience. This is, very, this is sounding very much like the, the artist and the, and the viewer... Uh, the person who's engaging with the art, the image, whatever the image is, the experience. So there's a kind of distancing that, that happens. I've moved on to this other country. Um, it might be a, a province or a state or a... What's another word for it? In... Uh, in Japan, they have... It's actually a, um, an English word, but it's, it's used to describe the, the way that Japan has partitioned itself up. Prefecture? Something like that. But, uh, yeah, I've gone on, and then with these multiple projects that say I will be in a completely different headspace uh, but, but strangely too that these are all connected you know, and that, that of course I am the, the connection between all of these places and it's great that I refer to them as places they're not real and I return I think too that, and this is this is just a, this is just me sort of bubbling stuff up to the top, and it's. I'd like to go say, you know, say in a psychological sense, that there is this uh, quest going on. It's an inner quest, but.
but it's manifesting on the outside that it is directing traffic. So we end up uh, with this person. It could, and even in the writing sense of the word, the artistic, creative sense, there's this impetus to move outward. And e even though it's a creative, you know, sort of product, it's a book, it's a story, at the same time that the writer is on their personal quest, they are out there doing this uh, thing. Part of the writing quest is to be published. Part of the writing quest is to improve their writing, not, not in the sense of creatively, not in the sense of voice, but in the sense of strategy and in the sense of commerce, in the sense of uh, making it something that entertains that enough people are going to involve themselves in that it is a it is a, it is a form of income and then right at this moment I'm also going but that's not of course that's not the that's not the bottom line the whole thing that gets us started is is that it is the creative act it's the imaginative act so it's, again, we get back to the teeter-totter, the, the seesaw. How can you keep your identity and then uh, at the same time make this living, this income from it? Uh, and two, there are those who achieve the balance by... They have... Uh, their occupation income and then they are, you know for them it's a hobby that you know that, that they're and two it's a terrible term amateur and it's not a terrible thing because we're all amateurs but the professional is seeking to separate and to define themselves they, they are an author. I, I get the uh, opportunity with the interviews that happen on this podcast. I get a chance to get to know writers better and to hear the, the self-definitions going on. And I, I wonder at it and I hear my own uh, sort of was it <laughs> laying my trip on other people so laying my trip stands for that I am projecting and I am imposing my definitions uh, so someone self-publishes uh, a book is created it, 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 that ought to be enough and that ought, it ought to stop there and I love it too when self-publishers speak of the amount of work and passion they put into it the amount of they're just not throwing it out there and that for me that's what differentiates that say because just recently I heard a self-publisher 
uh, saying that they're an author. And I know how much work that they've put into their products. And I know how much uh, time and effort that they've spent, say, in promotion. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> and two, I've been there. I, I, yeah, I've talked about my own self-publishing uh, adventure. I watched this, I watched a couple of videos of Terry Pratchett recently, and I found myself teeter-tottering on ego, like say, ego persona, looking at this person, play, playing a role, uh, wondering about the actual person, that, that there's this there's this kind of theatrics to it. And part of me didn't like that. Part of me looked at it and went, you know, why is he why is he why is he doing these things that are that can be viewed as pretentious? And then at the same time going, I think I, th I think he has to do those things. That that's part of the role. When you get into that space. The, the pigeonhole, you know, that, that defines you, and that you were comfortable, you were there, that is what you are, and it, it, it you, the definition is lost, right? It ceases to be, you know, I am something different. I think it's very much like, say, being in public versus, you know, private, people, people who know you versus people who don't know you. And I, I really want it to be like an organic process, but, but there's moments that aren't. There's moments that are forced. I remember last year, this is an example of, of heading out on the, the highway of, of, of identity. And I offered to get into one uh, writing conference, local writing conference, Creative Inc. Uh, beautiful stuff. And uh, they didn't, they didn't, I think, you know, they were all full up and they didn't require. But uh, uh, VCon, VCon took me on and it was, for me it was perfect timing and I, I adore them for the encouragement, like I've, I harp on about that, but it, it, it created enough of the illusion, say, coming away from that, going, you know, oh my gosh, uh, being, me meeting uh, other writers, authors, who, that, you know, there, there's not this kind of snooty rejection or you know, I don't have the time of day because you're no one, that kind of thing, right? Or at least the feeling. I didn't have the feeling of that. But, uh, so there I am putting myself out there and doing it. There's a lot of anxiety. And I remember not... There was enough anxiety that 
I had to stop drinking coffee over that weekend. Uh, just I just had tea. I think I made the accident of having a bit of coffee, and that it just it did not work. And it it didn't mess me up. I just sort of had a I had a, a bit and was like, oh whoa, this is not good. I don't need this. <clears throat> But it's it's a weird thing. Like, why not just write and enjoy one's own personal experience? Why is it so important? Part of it is to be the other person. That's part of it, which I, I do think is a, is is unhealthy in the sense of not being comfortable in your own skin. So you think, okay, I'm gonna go off on this adventure. And I will, I will become transformed. But instead, you are just you, uh, and you have become, you have become uh, something, you know. Whether to what to what degree, whatever. So I'm just thinking of the uh, the adventurer who goes out there, and she or he. Or they, nicely done, Moss. They are out there, and uh, looking for something, uh, something that exists within themselves. But you know they're so on the outside. Uh, of course, you know that's that's where we exist. And two, uh, this is a chance for me to come back to plot and story that the thing they're looking for is in the story, right, of them, of themselves, of, of their life. But that they are just, of course, they were born and raised uh, in the plot, this outside world. And <clears throat> uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a interesting way to, to, to say it. Uh, seeking, seeking the transformative, seeking the, the, the class from my university was that I, I totally missed. I missed the boat. It was the perfect class for me. And I was just so uh, messed up that I didn't it was only later that I realized the value, at least that, at least I realized the value of it and say that I can go back to it and make reference, as I'm doing now. Yeah, the whole class was this question of what is wonder? What is this, what is this thing that uh, drives us, what, that drives the imagination? What is curiosity? I, I'm just thinking about these curiosity cabinets that people would have where uh, they would collect, there would be shelves of oddities, you know, a, a piece of a, a mummy's bandage, that kind of stuff, uh, or a, a bottle of oct octopus ink, you know, why, 
Why? <laughs> and you can go to anybody's place, and they'll have this, you know, oddity of assortment uh, that that in one way or another that they've that is reminding them of something that they that they appreciate. Um, what what is beyond what is outside so we're moving into the wrapping up and i just i really like the notion of the of this outer plot that we're living but in fact we're we're seeking the the treasure of the inner story transformation that that you know that that's where it is even though we're on this quest outside seeking 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 uh, for myself for myself it's this it's this write, writing jag it's this um, s- strange circus traveling circus of of the uh, publishing experience But for myself, getting closer and closer through the, through the writing, through the actual writing, getting closer to the to the story, right? To my story, and to be um, taking care of that, taking care of it, cultivating it. Um, uh, that, that there is value there. That that's where the value is. You know, it's not. It's not in the plot. The plot is secondary, and that the the story is primary. Yeah. How uh, how how can that adventurer who's you know left their country of origin and are encountering uh, new people in different ways? doing things uh, also also dangers right that it's not just this you know, safe uh, journey there is this there's this notion now of that right say that you can get you could travel the world in the comfort of tourism and see you know a lot of the top-tier sites. You could go to Greece. You could, uh, you know, get get involved in a tour that takes you to the Parthenon. You get your, you know, dose of information, and then you're back on the bus, heading for the cruise liner. And so yeah, so there is this sense of of safety. And and there are pockets and places though, where where that dissolves. Um, even in Vancouver, you know, that we have a skid row. We have, but also too we have the sort of satellites of uh, satellites of danger. You know, such just it's like anywhere else. You know, nighttime things get kind of sketchy and. Uh, 
the, the monsters come out at night. And two, you know, just the, the, the real, uh, the real dangers of hiking and camping where I am. And seriously, just outside the city, you can encounter, uh, lions, real lions. Forget the bears, worry about the lions. <laughs> so we head out and we return. I, my hope is to get to the point where it, it, it's no longer about... Uh, it, it's no longer about sort of the quest. In that sense, I think it's attaining, right, the ultimate boon, right? Sort of having that experience where you can finally sort of relax about the whole thing. You have the this realization uh, and that you that you can sort of move forward and not be tormented by this, by the plot anymore. And instead it's th that the story inside is that there's this completeness to it. There's this finale uh, transformation. It feels good to talk about. There is something slightly, there is something slightly formulaic. I'm just thinking of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, and sort of to say that every story has to have this uh, this sense of transformation to it. But but in generalizing, there is that expectation, you know, that going to a movie, you get to the climax, you want to have something happen that there's been a point, you know, to all of this. I'm just thinking of, you know, is that, is that real life? Is it that, say, in fiction, in the imagination, that we are, we are seeking uh, a structure, we are seeking something that doesn't exist on the outside? Uh, if you look on the outside, it's this constant cycle of, birth and death and that say you know to have one's own story um, to in a sense yeah possess yourself to, you know and that there's no threat to your identity that that carries you, carries you through. Kind of lost the train of thought here. So final words, wrapping things up. So let's see. Heading out, curiosity, 
wonder, imagination. With with the local convention coming up, I've I've been flip flopping about whether I'm going, and I want to give myself some liberty. Say, if uh, if I'm not able to go, to to just sort of allow that. Um, But uh, but also to be to be open to it, uh, I think that it's important that I rep- be rep- representing what I've been talking about right now, and getting closer to the to the story versus the plot. I'm just imagining the person who comes back from traveling the world and all of the questions or or just even sort of like that being referred to oh that's so and so who traveled the world and the conversations that would come out of that uh, was it easy? no was there heartbreak? of course Was it so different from, you know, so-and-so and such-and-such? Such? Is one experience more important uh, than the other? I'm just, I'm just coming around, coming, sort of circling this, this, this notion of... the the creative act as as this journey um, within right that yeah you're sitting down you're you know you're you're writing a a book a novel but in in fact what you're doing is you're getting closer to and then here's the self with a capital S to the to the center of your own experience to the point of you, for me, it's my, you know, my I-ness, right? Uh, as distinguished from everything else. And, yeah, I, I think that I'm saying, I think what I'm saying is that that, that is what we're seeking, you know, we're going out to do this thing. Um, that that impulse and those experiences that follow uh, wouldn't necessarily happen. Uh, just jumping back to the to the uh, European experience versus the uh, Korean experience, or specifically, it would be. Um, Well, specifically, it would be the Italian experience uh, with this connection to Rome and the church. What was it? You know, why why was it so important to go out, right? To go out and to send this message 
I, I, I know the, the appropriate response from the religious perspective, but I'm going for the psychological. Like, what was, what was the impulse that got those people on board that ship and traveling off into the unknown and really uncertain death? There we go. Uh, plot plot driven, but story. It's a desire for story, right? If I go and do this thing, I'm going to achieve my story. I'm going to have this uh, transformation, and that say we go from. We go from a feeling of, of not having a story. I'd almost like to think that the people that had their story, they didn't leave, right? They didn't have to go somewhere. They didn't have to go looking. They didn't have to go on a quest. They weren't the people that you wanted to go. You know, the Pope or whoever sent those emissaries and missionaries to Korea. They probably looked at, you know, sort of went through... And probably had recommendations, you know. It's like, oh, well, this person is not a go-getter, right? They're not... They're perfectly content. Uh, they have their story. We need, some, we need people who don't have their story. We need people who are plot-driven and who are uh, looking for something. They're, uh, they're bothered. They are... Not in a negative sense. <laughs> but they, they are... Um, yeah, they don't, they don't have, and so they want, they desire, they're, they're craving, they're seeking. It's kind of putting addictive overtones onto, onto the traveler, the voyager, the adventurer. But I, I think that that, you know, that ultimately that's what's going on. It doesn't have to. There doesn't have to be some addiction that's burdening, that is a burden. Uh, but there is an addictive quality. I'm just, I'm just weighing the options right now and the dangers. It's like, if you stay at home and you're content and everything, as some people seem to be, but I've told, been told that that's not the case... The grass is not green on the other side. But if you stay at home, is, is there just as much chance of danger? Like, say, do you open yourself to, to threat? Uh, is, there, is there kind of a gambling... Uh, a gamble that one takes. You could argue, too, as soon as you step out of the door, you're taking a gamble. But even in the home, right, you're... the weirdest things could happen. Your house could be hit by lightning and, you know, set ablaze. And, uh, sorry to sort of give you that. <laughs> the universe is against you. Ultimately, ultimately, it is. Ultimately, we... We perish. Uh, and, and there's the question there of 
how we want to spend uh, our time and what is most uh, what is going to sort of load us up with a feeling of feeling of purpose, uh, a feeling of fullness, um, you know, on our deathbeds that we have no regrets. We're looking back, and that we've lived we've lived life to the fullest. All right. Thank you for listening. Take care.